Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Medcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Today, I speak with Olivier Anton, who is the chief executive of Sunshine Me. This is a new platform which has just been launched. Uh, It's really interesting. It aims to help employers provide their team, their employees, with services that simplify their family life, their home life, their um, parenting, uh, their caregiving, and many other parts of what it means to juggle family and work. And uh, it's really interesting interview with this uh, very interesting entrepreneur. Uh, Olivier gets into what changed his perspective on the relationship between home life and work life. Um, what he see, how he actually divides up the market between those kind of customers who believe what he believes and those who don't quite believe what he believes. Uh, and as well, we got really into an interesting project that he ran to actually identify and optimize his product. And it really changed the way he thought about what he had to deliver. And it really built his sales pipeline. So this is really practical advice here from Olivier. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Olivier Anton. Hi, Olivier, and welcome to the show. Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for your your invitation. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be fun today. Um, We came in contact with each other um, through Christopher Treggio, who was also a guest on on the podcast uh, a while back and uh, and when i asked him you know who's the ceo that inspires you he mentioned you which is obviously you know it's always great to hear um so i'm going to put you on the spot right away and say i know it's it's hard to to talk about yourself like that but wh- why why do you think christopher might see you as an inspiring person well <laughs> um yeah, it's uh, it's amazing it's funny because i would probably um tell his name also if I had to uh, in, in inspiring CEO. So, um, well, we've, uh, we've met a, a few years uh, ago and uh, I think we've been struggling in, um, with interesting situations uh, in the telco industry and uh, we've um, achieved some interesting stuff together. Um, and that's probably why we recorded that. Well, it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, I, I know that you work with him back in Liberty Global. Um, and, but now you're doing really interesting business, right? You've, you've set up um, your own business called uh, Sunshine Me, a, a platform. Right. Um, and uh, that's also probably something, right, about being inspirational, right, is to actually go ahead and, and build something and create it. And it sounds like there's a bit of a purpose behind this. Do you want to just tell us the story about what Sunshine Me uh, is and you know, why did you go there, right? It's quite a different business from telecoms that you were in a few years ago. Yeah, back. so it's, it's uh, well, it's quite a long story because uh, first I inspired, well, I got inspired by um, things that I uh, noticed being a manager myself in the past. I, I was 
struggling uh, with uh, how to um, make sure people were um, efficient in what they were doing. And one of the things I've noticed most of the time it's that um, teams needed uh, a better communication uh, to understand what they needed to do, how they were going to achieve their goals and stuff like that. So um, for a long time, I've been working on how to make sure everybody understands what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And after that, I realized that, um, this, that the company, the mentality has uh, changed year after year. And people first were ready to make a lot of efforts to being successful in, in their jobs and, and they were ready to let everything aside. And I would say that now the, the main target of people, of new generation of people is they want to have a balanced life between job and private life. So, and, and that's, that was new. I mean, the first time I've been um, in front of this situation was in 2011 when I had to hire about 60 uh, Gen Y people in about in a, in a few months. And I said, well, they, they're different. They think different. Or they're right, right or they're wrong. I didn't know, yeah. but they, they're just different. And I had to adapt. And after a while, I said, well, they're not wrong. It's, it's interesting because they, they can be successful and efficient mm -hmm. in their job and still saving some time for uh, privacy and, and, and balance their life. And, and yeah. so I've been thinking on how can I uh, adapt my management to that and make sure they are happy. Yeah. And, and so, yes, let play, yeah, so let me just play back a little bit there. So what I heard was that um, you were in this phase of trying to recruit uh, um, 60 people in six months, mm -hmm. as you said, <laughs> and you started to realize that these uh, younger employees had a, a different approach, which was less kind of purely work driven and they wanted a balanced life and they, they, they wanted to succeed outside work as well as inside work. And therefore Absolutely. what I understand was there was a bit of a change in your own approach, which was, okay, um, I can't just um, uh, yeah, drive them in the same way as before. We're going to have to manage these people differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and then I realized that we didn't have the tools to do that it, it, because it was yeah. totally new. And it was also a mentality that we needed to change in the management uh, teams. So that's when I started thinking differently myself as a manager. Okay, can I say a couple of things about that? I mean, actually, I think it's it's interesting because often people say, oh, you know, the younger generations are different. Well, possibly in a way, but for me, it's actually that we've created a different environment. Obviously. In, other, in, in other words, there isn't the same level of job security as there was. There isn't yeah. this promise of a big pension payout in the way there was and so mm -hmm. forth, right? And therefore, I think the response to, you know, a generation later from all those changes is, okay, well... Mm -hmm. You know, there isn't that same equation before, perhaps, of putting your head down for a few years and getting to a stage where you feel I'm comfortable and I'm safe and everything else. You know, it's a different yeah. world. And yeah. so people say, well, I'm not going to kind of invest 
you know, for some into a company for ten years, who they might well sack me after five. You know, <laughs> or they might yeah, go yeah, through an, <laughs> an acquisition, or you know, is going to be downsized, or the company's going to get bought, or yeah. the market's going to change. And so I think it's kind of it's not just the people are different in some ways, just that they've had to respond to a new set of, of events. And I think the question you're asking is, how as a manager do we respond to that? and actually create a new contract, if you like, a new... Yes, because behind that, we needed also to make sure what to create engagement. And how can you create engagement when, you, when, when the people you're managing know that after between two and five years, they will probably change? Yes. And uh, so uh, it's, it, it, it was quite difficult at first. Yes. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I, I thought it as, as um, probably a, a kind of transfer of uh, experience adapted to a new environment. And uh, mm. you're right. Um, when I first became a manager in, 20, in, yeah, in 2000, uh, the tools were not the same. We were not working the same way. And the management, my managers, were different also. Uh, basically, you had to do the things right. If you mm. didn't, then you were losing your job, which is still about right today, but not yeah. as often as then. And and um, yeah, well, we so, um, we we definitely had to to adapt to this new mentality and and to mm. things and to to set up new levers to make sure people were happy at work and in their private life. Okay, so you've got that situation. We need to create these new levers, these new tools to help people be happy at home and at work. So how did that lead to the creation of Sunshine Me? What, what's the story? You know, what, How did that happen? Well, we, we wanted to help companies um, make their, their employees successful. And, and thinking about that, we said, well, what's in the, the entire life cycle of an employee when do they struggle the most and, and what, it, what kind of impact does it have on their, their performance? Um, and we said, well, at the beginning of a, of a, of a career, um, first you have to learn a lot and then you, uh, many of them get married, they have kids and that's a huge moment of... Uh, distraction um, because it's for sick. A lot of things can happen that will um, uh, probably make them sometimes less performing. Mm. So we said, well, maybe we should have a few services around that for that particular period to make sure they, they, they can focus on what they have to do and feel comfortable about what is going on at home. So that's how we started. Okay, so you built some services around parenthood. What kind of things were, were they? Well, finding childcare solutions, right. um, education solutions, um, also some um, very particular um, disease that um, uh, kids can have and were, were that parents were not prepared for, and that 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 this kind of stuff can. Um, be well can can take a lot of their time and and generate a lot of stress. So we, and, right. and we 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 want them to we want to save them time and uh, help them get oriented to to the solutions. 
Got it. Okay, so, so childcare, education, health, and that kind of thing. Okay, this, this so, kind of thing, yeah. Okay, so perfect. So that's how you kind of get got going. Um, and then I believe you've expanded from that point, right? You, you now. Yes, because we said, well, after the, this particular period, um, employees get older, and then they are fa- facing over different difficulties. Sometimes um, their parents get older and are losing their autonomy, so they become caregivers or, um, um, well, and many, and many different things can happen that, that they will disturb their mm. career. And um, so again, we, we, um, we said we need to make sure the employer can in, have a tool in place that can face a lot of these situations. And it's difficult for an employer because there, there, there are so many different situations that have happened. So we thought that it was our role to make it simpler yeah. And and also to make uh, to 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 make it easier um, to to forecast as a, in a cost perspective, right. because they they needed to understand how much it's going to cost and how um, the ROI of the of the, the entire thing. So this is why, in a way, the shutdown helped us because we needed to solve this 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 stuff about. What price do we have to propose for companies, and what do we have to um, propose as as a service right. to make sure this is going to be efficient? Okay. This so, is why. Sorry. Yeah, let me just interrupt. Let me just make sure I got the story so far. Right. So you started with parenthood. You then expanded to caregivers, and then you started to think about okay, how do we go to companies and give them visibility on their costs, right, Absolutely. and make sure we're giving them the services that they need. Yeah. Right. And make sure that we've got the right bundle here. Because, you know, you could do everything, right? Huge amounts yeah. of things, right? So, yeah. So, so, yeah, just take us on that last bit of the story, right? So how did you go from kind of having this initial little subset of activities to this full-featured platform that I know you're actually announcing um, <laughs> kind of randomly? It's today, right, that you're making a big announcement around it. So that wasn't planned. But, um, yeah. you know, how did you kind of get to that stage where you've got something where you've really tested out and proved in the market something. So first uh, we interviewed a lot of HR directors. We made 80 interviews uh, in 2021 to make sure that we were thinking right and that the, the issues that, that we were addressing were the ones that they were expecting. And that's how we uh, enlarged the services um, with their inputs. And, and first, we wanted to have a main direction that was we need to propose concrete solutions rather than um, nice to have stuff like fruits in the office or stuff like that. That's nice. It doesn't really bring a concrete solution to a high, to, to a, um, uh, a, a, a big problem. So uh, th- this is how we selected our first services mm. and then uh, we thought that it needed to be cheap and to bring a lot of value cheap right. because uh, it's easier to make a decision if it doesn't cost so much mm. and brings a lot of value and yep. so the, the main direction was we want to set up a platform with um, uh, a one only fair and make and, and this platform will help you make your employees successful. 
Got it. So, okay, so you, you interviewed 80 HR directors yeah. to really understand what they needed. Absolutely. To, right, and, and, and to provide that. Right? And then that's quite hard work because that's quite, that really took quite a while, that process, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 was a, it was a huge job. In some days, we um, uh, were able to interview five different HR mm-hmm. directors in the same day, which I've never done before. I mean, it, it was uh, really uh, an, an interesting period because they were very dif- difficult to get to when mm-hmm. we wanted to sell them uh, services. But as, um, for interviews and um, when we needed to get their reactions and inputs, they were quite generous. So, mm-hmm. so that's what was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so looking back, how important were those interviews? Could you have just guessed the response? Oh no, uh, we are, well, uh, at first we thought that we would only have um, five or six uh, interviews with HR mm-hmm. directors. So we, we um, send a few um, invitations, but all of them uh, responded, um, answered positively. So we, we, that's why we kept on in, in, uh, sending invitations. And um, depending on their activities, the answers were different. And depending on um, their population, the, the, the qualifications, the, where they were um, geographically, um, they needed different things. So this is how we thought that we needed to keep them going and to be, to be sure we were complete at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's perfect. I, I think this idea of actually talking with customers and making the effort I mean, it's obvious, right? But often doesn't happen. Um, so I want to make a challenge to listeners, right? Like, when was the last time you interviewed, you know, even eight of your customers, let alone 80, right? Um, you know, who is it that you can talk to uh, yeah. to actually hear what the current frustrations and challenges are of your customers? It's a fantastic point. Yeah, it's, it's a big learning for us too, because it, it came as a surprise. Uh, we, we didn't plan that. And, yes. uh, and I would say half of the product was set up with them. So mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 and, and it, it, it is um, a strength still today when we approach mm-hmm. new customers and say, well, we've been building this with 80 HR directors. Yes. Uh, that, that's, that, that, that gives us a strong uh, argument. So a couple of questions for you, um, Olivier. The first one is, yeah, isn't this being too paternalistic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people might say, well, shouldn't employees who want to be successful take responsibility for that, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, should, you know, should they be waiting for their company to give everything on a plate? Um, yeah, that's... That, how do you respond to that? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting uh, point because uh, that helps us... Um, sort the companies into two categories. One, considering it's not their job to interfere into uh, so much privacy because it, it, sometimes um, we deal about uh, intimacy uh, with uh, when you, you bring support for a kid, a, a sick kid or stuff like that. And others who already uh, think that um, they, they know that employees now accept that their employer uh, cares about this kind of, uh, of stuff. But in, in both cases, um, the, the, the 
target is, is, is the same. They, the, the, the main objective is to make sure that as a team, they perform better. And, and, and to perform better, there's a, a lot of um, conditions to gather and, mm. and uh, make sure that they have uh, someone to rely on when they're facing difficulties, that they can't talk to so many people for many reasons is, is a, a very strong argument as an employer. And the so, fact that we are a third party and the, the employer doesn't have to know about all the details mm-hmm. that we are taking care of is also a strong thing because they, they feel comfortable talking with experts that we yes. put them through. And, and, and still they are um, um, uh, acknowledging that it's still thanks to their employer that they are getting mm-hmm. this. So, so yeah, this so is I can see some benefits. I mean, so... You know, even if you believe that it's not really your job, you might still say, well, if pragmatically this frees up time for my employees so that they can yeah. spend more time doing their job, that's a good thing. Or if it reduces attrition, um, you know, because people don't want to leave because they've got these nice benefits, then that, those, those are all those are all kind of uh, more mercenary approaches, but they 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 would st- they're still valid, valid right? Absolutely. Um, and, and one of the good questions um, during these 80 interviews was um, how far do you think it's relevant or mm. consistent for you as a company to go right. and, and, and uh, pay for these services? And mm. when do you think it should be your employee? Right. And, and, and this is how we also we, uh, we finalize and put the, the, uh, the limit of this is taken care by your company and the rest uh, you have to pay for it hello it's richard here with a quick interlude these conversations are all about upgrading how you think about creating impact so here's a resource to help you do just that whilst staying fast and focused the ceo's checklist for challenging times is a quick way to enhance your thinking and detect blind spots, even when things are moving incredibly fast and you're not sure what's going to happen next. You can get this powerful checklist of 17 world-class strategies by heading to xquadrant.com forward slash go forward slash challenging times checklist with a hyphen between each of those three last words. Now, back to the conversation. Got it. So... I know you've been doing this for, you know, a couple of years now. You know, you founded the company, you've been building it up. Um, you've just launched this, this new platform for, for, for companies um, uh, to offer all these services to their employees. What's been the, what's been the hardest challenge for you personally as, as a founder and CEO? You mean in this particular experience? Yeah, what's been, yeah, what's been your stretch, right? You've had, you know, what have you had to learn about yourself or what have you had to kind of uh, manage as you've gone through that? What's been um, learning for you? Well, I would say uh, probably that um, it, <laughs> it's not enough to have the right product. You also need to meet a lot of uh, uh, customers to make sure that uh, they are ready to, um, to use it. And mm. uh, even if, uh, if, if you're able to meet a lot of people, then they still have to convince uh, internally that uh, they do have something 
Very good. So we've been working also on how to um, bring uh, clues that we were doing something relevant and and uh, efficient. So this is why we developed also um, an administration uh, part in the platform for HR so that they can follow um, some statistics and and get elements to prove that they were uh, doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, right. So especially when you're doing a business-to-business sale, right, it's not just about convincing the person opposite you, it's giving them the tools to do your sales job internally, right? Because Absolutely. It's a complex organization. Absolutely, yeah. And, 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 to be, and to complete probably my answer, um, you can be a good thinker, you can be strategically um, um, efficient on, on uh, learning the information about the market, but it's another thing to uh, get to customers and prospect and ask for interviews and so on. So uh, for that, I, I was lucky enough to have a, um, a partner who's better than I am in this part. And, and the two of us uh, probably are um, making it work uh, globally. Yeah, fantastic. So um, I think this is, this is a great subject, right, of setting up the environment to make your employees successful. I mean, I think it's um, it happens on so many levels, right? You know, you can do it within the processes and systems within your company, but then there's all these other distractions in our complicated lives, which I think it's it's really interesting to see to see this this angle, and also then the within that this deeper level of the sales process of actually doing the hard work of talking to customers. It's not the fastest way to build a product, right? Because you've got to have all those conversations and set them yeah. up and reach out, but you get that depth of insight and you build relationships at the same time. So yeah. are also valuable. So why don't we kind of switch over and let's just do a few quick fire questions um, before we wrap up. Um, because, you know, as somebody who's, running a business um has been had leadership roles you know i know you've run, run hundreds managed hundreds of people in previous roles i think it's it's interesting to get your insights what's a favorite quote of yours that inspires uh, you or, or shapes you um i would say probably um it's it's an italian one Ken da piano via passano Ken da sano valentano i mean uh it's it, for me uh it means that it's important to build on robust basis rather than um, aiming to uh, grow fast, and um, I I appreciate that 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 um, I, well, I think it's wise to make sure you have uh, the um, the fundament fundamental in, in place right. before yeah. before uh, put foundations down, right? Yeah, build yes. on rock, not on sand. Like That's that. my view. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one. And it's, it's always a difficulty, right? That you have this desire often to go fast, but doesn't yeah, always you, work in the long Yeah, and you're pushed term. by everyone. Uh, say, well, you can go fast, faster doing this and this and this. But uh, I think we need to test and learn. It's still, still a brand new product and a brand new environment. So we yes. want to make sure it's efficient before yes. uh, growing too fast. We have a few, a couple of customers who asked us to... Uh, uh, go with them. Well, who asked us if we were going to be able to go with them in the UK, in Germany, and in Spain? And obviously, we want to, but we want to make sure before that we have the right product to go. Mm-hmm. So, 
maybe we'll do that in 2022, maybe next year. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. What about a favorite app? What's, you know, what's, uh, what's an app on your phone, which gives you competitive advantage or efficiency or product or what makes you smile? Um, well, probably surprising, but uh, one of them is uh, Caffeine. It's, uh, it's an, um, a press uh, release. So it, it's, uh, I can get access to any newspaper I want in, in, in a single application. And it's something I use a lot because I think it, it's very in, inspiring. Um, what was that called again? I didn't catch it. Caffeine. So it's oh, C-A-F-E-Y-N. And um, obviously, Google Meet, Zoom, also. Well, that's I we use that every day, and it's probably saved us. Uh, <laughs> of course, absolutely. What about um, uh, what about a book? What's what's a book that's really influenced you as a leader? Um, I think the the one book that I uh, read that really inspired me as a, I would say as a manager was L'Acteur et le Système from Michel Crozier. That was when I, when I was a student. And um, he's a um, sociologist. And uh, I think he's made an, an impressive work about uh, understanding how um, people were um, interacting and, and how to, to, to manage that. And uh, that, that, that was probably uh, a key um, book that I've read. Fantastic. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Ah, um, probably, um, well, well, I would probably give my 20-year-old self two advices. First, um, learn the IT language because it's, uh, I'm, 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 even if I'm quite not too bad in IT, I, I, I still need um, tech people to explain it, what they can and what they can't do when I want to do something. So it's just, uh, it's something I regret and go abroad as soon as you can and learn from foreign people. Great advice. Yep. Um, yeah, the IT language is making me think, yes, I was, uh, um, I was reading my, yeah, my son's uh, book, you know, my young son's book about learning Python the other day. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to catch him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, um, I guess, apart from Christopher, you know, um, who's an impactful CEO, you know, who, you know, who, you know, who could be another great guest for a future episode, you know, who inspires you and what do you, you know, I know personally who, or... Yeah, probably somebody like me or somebody that you'd recommend. Yeah. I mean, um, if you know, um, um, yeah, I'd, I just ask you. Well, um, well, first, as people who inspire me, uh, that are a lot. I mean, uh, Bernard is, uh, for example, a a very inspiring uh, CEO because he, I think, he's very good in decision making and very consistent in in uh, making the right decisions. So, and it's for me, it's. I compare performing CEOs to um, sports people. Mm. Uh, the high level is to be consistent year after year in, in yes. the performance. So, um, and um, so about, I, I, I didn't think about someone I personally know uh, really. Um, probably my friend uh, Laurent Foisset, who was uh, 
sharing the adventure and co-founded uh, 118218 uh, in 2005 um, was very is still very inspiring for me and I use him as a um, uh, a partner, um, sparing partner to uh, sometimes to uh, um, to help me think about what's what are the next steps. So, well, well, uh, Andrew, what's what's uh, what, what do you find inspiring about about him? Or what's his you know what's his strength? It's just well, interesting to think about you know what, what is it in people who inspire us? That's why I asked the question. Uh, probably because um, he uh, we have different um, way of thinking. I would say I'm I'm a salesman at the. Uh, originally so i can easily think about how to manage salespeople, how they are going to react to this, this kind of stuff and so on when he's a communication man so uh he, he thinks about product if he thinks about uh how to uh bring a product to market and this kind of stuff first and not how we are going to sell it so together we uh we have interesting discussions on that yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, I love that. Often we need those different views just to triangulate on on um, on a way forward. Uh, so finally, um, Olivier, what's next? Right, what's next for uh, Sunshine Me? Um, what's the kind of what would you love to see happen over the next couple of years with that? And well, we um, well, what we would like to happen is that we would like to become a reference in in our. Um, domestic market in France um, and make sure that uh, a lot of companies uh, are using us. And for that, we've, we still think that we need to um, keep on thinking about what's going to strengthen our, our product and, mm-hmm. and make sure we are um, really thinking about everything we can on, on this life uh, cycle for um, um, for HR and, and make sure we have um, an answer to all the big distractions that can happen during this life cycle. Okay, so you want to become that, yeah, to create that reference um, within within the French market. I know you then said perhaps expand broader in that over the next 12 to 24 months as well. What's going to, what's going to, what are you going to need to do differently, right? This is a question I love because yeah, when we want to multiply our own impact, you know, we always hit our own limits, right? We, we always come up against the way we always do things and we get a certain level of result. I'm always interested in what's the shift going to need to be to move you to a new level of result, right? So what's your personal challenge as you... As you well, we, yeah, we, I think the, the, the difficult uh, path well, or step is that to... Um, move from uh, 10 to 15 employees to uh, 40, 50. Uh, it's, it's because you have to adapt your processes, um, split the work differently between people. Uh, today, a lot of people are doing different tasks, many tasks. And when you move to a big, a larger organization, you have to reorganize all that. And right. sometimes you have to change people because they're not interested in doing less things and so on. So it's a, it's a, it's a difficult transition. So that's probably the, the biggest difficulty right. we'll have in front of us. And what will be your specific challenge within that? Because I mean, there's, um, there's an intellectual my, challenge. Yeah, my specific also. challenge will be to decide when we will um, move to a higher 
um, to hire more people and mm. and, and 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 do that change because it's a, a decision that depends on on the means that we have. And right. so, when are we going to be ready to invest uh, so much money to move yeah. to the next level? Got it. So it's a risk also. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So. Let's wrap up. If people want to find out more about you or about Sunshine Me, you know, where do they go? As I say, I, I think it's a really interesting platform and um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be interested in, in finding out. Where would so they go? Obviously, our website, sunshineme.fr, um, where they can find a lot of information about uh, the product itself, even if they won't be able to see the platform because it's only for customers. And obviously, they can reach me uh, on my LinkedIn profile which is totally open, they, they can get my, even my phone number. Perfect, perfect. Well, um, Olivier, it's been great, really interesting talking to you. I know it's, you're at the relatively early stages of the business, but I think I've loved this, um, yeah, this, this, this holistic view, right, of thinking about employees and thinking about what does it take to make them successful and to free them up uh, for doing what they need to be doing. Uh, and then, this kind of insight into the B2B sales process, right? I know you're, you're targeting some pretty large companies at times, not always, but they're, they're all at a reasonable size and some of them are very large. Um, and the way that you kind of took a slightly different approach to to getting it right, right? Laying the firm foundations, doing the interviews, having the conversations and adjusting your value proposition. Uh, so I think these have been some really fantastic uh, insights. So thank you for sharing them with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. It was a um, very interesting experience. Thanks. And uh, all the best for the future. Thanks, Olivier. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.